Hello, everyone. My name is Andrew, and my name is Anna. And you're listening to the Culips English podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Culips. This is Chatterbox, the Culips series for intermediate and advanced English learners that features natural, unedited conversations between native speakers about. Compelling topics, or trending current events, or hot issues, and today I am joined by my co-host Anna. Hey there, Anna. Hi, Andrew, and hello, listeners. Now, today we've got a really fascinating topic prepared for you all, and we're going to be talking about cancel culture, which has had an absolutely huge impact on the pop culture of English-speaking countries over the last several years. So, Andrew, we're going to dive into this topic, and we're going to start by explaining it and breaking it down for you all, and then we're going to share our thoughts and opinions about it. That sounds awesome, Anna, and I'm really looking forward to our chat. I think this is an important topic to talk about. But before we get started, why don't we remind everyone about the study guide for this episode? So, listeners. In the study guide, you'll be able to find detailed vocabulary definitions and examples, a quiz, and also prompts that you could use for speaking and writing practice. Now, we recommend following along with the study guide while you listen to this episode. And to get the guide, all you need to do is sign up and become a Culips member, and you can find all the details about. How to do that and sign up on our website, which is culips.com. C u l i p s dot com. Becoming a member helps support the work that we do here at Culips, but also gives you access to the learning materials and tools that we make to help you improve your English and get fluent faster. At the start of each episode, we always love to give a shout out to one of our listeners who has left us a review or a message. And recently, we received a great review on Apple Podcasts from one of our listeners in the USA, Boris. And this is what Boris had to say: the sound quality is excellent. The diction of the presenters is also superb. Everything is very clear, and the topics are discussed are varied and interesting, and never boring. I listen to this podcast not only for learning but also for entertainment. I love that, Anna. Not only for learning but also for entertainment. That makes me so happy to hear. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for that great review, Boris, and thank you to everyone out there who has been leaving us reviews and subscribing to Culips on your favorite podcast app or telling your friends to check out Culips. All of these things. Really help us out, and also helps other English learners from around the world find us and connect with us and learn English with us. So please keep up the great work, guys. We really do appreciate it. So with that being said, Anna, I think we should jump into our main topic for this episode, which, as you mentioned just a moment ago, is cancel culture. Now, cancel culture is. Something that nobody really talked about, maybe ten years or so ago, but in the last decade, has become a really, really common phrase. And I would be shocked if most of our learners haven't at least heard about cancel culture in some form 
or another before because it's just such a huge part of the culture of English-speaking countries these days and really over the last decade or so. So we're going to break it down for you guys. And first, we'll talk about what exactly cancel culture is. And then Anna and I will share some of our opinions about this topic. So maybe, Anna, I'll throw it over to you. And if you could just kind of break this down for us and let us know what exactly do we mean when we talk about cancel culture? Sure. I guess the idea of cancel culture, and maybe, as you said, Andrew, people will have heard a little bit more about this. Maybe the listeners have seen this happen. Maybe they haven't heard the word cancel culture or the term, but they've seen this type of thing happening. I think it's definitely been something that's been more in the public eye over the last couple of years, especially. It's kind of got a lot more intense, maybe since the pandemic and and this type of thing. So cancel culture really is the idea that celebrities, people who are in the public eye should be cancelled if they do or say something really offensive. And I guess, what do we mean by saying something offensive or something unacceptable? Well, normally in the cases that we've seen over the past few years, I guess, it's when people have said something that has been considered sexual abuse, violence, or making a, a racist comment, a sexist comment, homophobic transphobic, um, et cetera. So I think that probably sums up the definition of cancel culture, what it's about. And it's really got to a point where companies don't want to work with people anymore, right, Andrew? I mean, it's like a big thing for that relationship between celebrities and companies and how they work together. Exactly, Anna. So what we're seeing is that celebrities that do something offensive, like maybe they do an action, like they're involved in some sort of sexual scandal or something, or if they make a comment that could be offensive as well, we're seeing that they are being cancelled, right? That's the way that we talk about it. We say they are cancelled or they've been cancelled. And what that really means is just that different companies don't want to work with this person anymore. It could be an actor, it could be an athlete, It could be like an academic, a famous professor, or even a politician. And just nobody really wants to work with that person anymore because their reputation has been so damaged and so tarnished due to their behavior that companies feel it is a risk to their brand image to work with them. So it could be the case that like a company is maybe sponsoring an athlete and then they don't want to sponsor that athlete anymore. But it could also be the case that a movie company doesn't want to cast an actor or an actress in their movie anymore because maybe they feel that that could damage the potential sales of the movie. So I think when we're talking about you know, getting canceled or being canceled, and we're talking about a person, then that's really what it means. Absolutely. And I think it's really clear, um, Andrew, as well, and we mentioned this before the podcast, to make a big distinction between two categories. On the one hand, there are people that have been, inverted commas, cancelled for something maybe they've said that people find offensive, but they're not necessarily breaking the law. They haven't been through a court process or whatever. Whereas there are also other people that have been involved in a criminal case. They have broken the law and they have also been through this process of being cancelled. So I guess there's two important distinctions there to make. 
as well in terms of why people have been cancelled or whatever. And it is, it's like this idea of kind of pressing the delete button, okay? And people are like, okay, we don't want to hear from this person anymore. We feel that this person shouldn't be given the same opportunities that they had before due to something that they've said or done. But there's definitely important distinction to make between people who have broken the law or been convicted of something and people who have said something that's been deemed offensive, but they haven't necessarily broken the law. I guess that's also an important distinction to make, right? That's a very important distinction to make, I think. And, uh, you know, we've seen over the last several years, some really big names in the entertainment industry in the USA, people like Bill Cosby, who is a really famous comedian and TV star, his whole reputation was completely tarnished. Like he had this really good reputation as being a family man and a really clean comedian. Like even when he would perform his stand-up comedy routines, he would never swear or never say anything dirty, which is really what most comedians do, right? So mm-hmm. he had this like really clean public image, but in fact, behind the scenes, he was a monster and he's been involved with maybe over 50 sexual assault cases, and he's just a real monster behind the scenes. So in that kind of case, absolutely, a person like that should go to jail, right? They should be canceled. They should be in prison. They broke the law clearly, and there should be, you know, the typical legal punishment for that kind of criminal activity. That's really clear, I think. But then, as you said, there are people who haven't really broken the law, but they've maybe shared an opinion that just doesn't sit well with some people. And, you know, sometimes it could be really obvious that that person said a bad thing or they have, you know, some kind of hateful feelings in their heart that they're they're sharing. And then you're like, oh, I don't really like that. I don't want to support this person. Like, that person isn't really who I thought they really were. But sometimes it's not quite as clear. And that is where the controversy around cancel culture comes up, is these cases where it's not exactly clear what somebody did, or if they said is really worthy of them being cancelled. There's no real fine line there, which makes this a very controversial issue, cancel culture in North America, at least. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is controversial. And When I think about this, there's a couple of really key things that I think about. Number one, if we reflect on all the times that we've said something that maybe could be misinterpreted in a certain type of way, or people always misinterpret things that other people say. And like you said, Andrew, it's a real gray area. Uh, What one person can say can be interpreted as something very different to another person. And it comes back to the question of who decides what's offensive? Right. Because that's that's a really big question. That's the big question, right? If we think about, you know, as I said, all the times maybe we've said something and we've regretted it, like everybody is human, everybody makes mistakes. But then, of course, the argument is, but these are people in the spotlight and these are celebrities. So maybe they should have a little bit more responsibility about the things that they say because they have maybe more power or influence than me, for example, or you. They've, they've got a bigger audience, a bigger platform. So that would be the argument for that. Yes, everybody makes mistakes and says things that, sorry, I want to be clear that I'm focusing here on the category of people who haven't broken the law, but people who have said something that may be seen as offensive. We all make mistakes. We all say things that we don't mean sometimes. 
but these people have more responsibility over what they say or do they? So it's like it throws up a lot of really kind of quite difficult questions to answer. And for me, it's this big thing about forgiveness. Are we prepared to forgive people who make mistakes or not? Because that's what cancel culture is about. Cancel culture is about clicking that button and saying, no, we don't want to hear from you anymore. We don't want to see anything from you anymore. And it's about kind of, do we give people second chances or not? It it just throws up a lot of really, really difficult questions uh, for me. Um, What do you think about it? What are some of the questions that it throws up for you? Yeah, I I totally see your point of view. And it seems like these days we aren't giving people second chances, right? As a society, when somebody makes a mistake once, then it's kind of that's it. Like if you say the wrong thing once, then that could be the end of your career. And one of the issues with this is that it really makes for this kind of environment of fear. People are afraid to speak their minds. People are afraid to share any opinion that could be in the slightest bit controversial because they don't want to offend anyone at all. So we see conversations about politics or uh, different social issues. People aren't really talking about them as much these days because they do not want to accidentally offend someone because that could result in a backlash of public opinion. Now, when we say backlash of public opinion, most of this is online too, right? It's not like There are (laughs) mobs of people going to movie studios and protesting outside, although we have seen some of that as well. But most of it is online, right? It's just like we call it like a Twitter mob, like people Mm -hmm. just tweeting away when somebody does something offensive. So, yeah, it, it creates this environment where people are afraid to talk about anything other than just, you know, very basic everyday issues. And I don't think that is really good either. Like, I feel like people should be able to express themselves and we should be able to tolerate um, some nuance with different ideas. But it seems like the way that the culture is moving these days is that that is not okay anymore. It's like one and done. (laughs) You offend somebody once, then there's no room for forgiveness and you're canceled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And there was an interview that I watched. I really like to always hear different perspectives on these types of topics. And I watched a an interview with a woman who in the UK, she had been cancelled, essentially. Some of the comments she'd made had been considered very offensive. And she actually went into a lot of detail about the kind of the really dark side of cancel culture in the fact that she had lost her home because they'd come after her with legal cases essentially litigation and they tried to go after her in terms of her her money and she lost her home because of the situation so there's also a dark side to this as well like there's obviously another person on the end of this who is getting cancelled they are human being they're not a robot um so there is a dark really dark side of cancel culture as well but then it comes back the question doesn't it but you should have a little bit more responsibility about what you're saying or do you really think this is a good thing to say? Like sometimes you see the comments that people make and you think, did you really think that was uh, not necessarily even a good idea, but why would you think that? (laughs) Like, (laughs) why would you think that? But again, it comes back to this thing of who decides. And the big thing that a lot of people say is, is your right to not be offended bigger than my right to free speech? Mm -hmm. Which is a massive question because they're kind of like, 
like you can't have both. Right, you can't really have both. And where is the line between them, right? Yeah, it's difficult. It's really blurry. It's a really, really tricky, it's a really tricky one. And maybe our listeners can hear from the way that I'm talking about it, and I think maybe you as well, Anna, is that we're not even really clear where we stand on Mm -hmm. cancel culture because it's really case by case and it's impossible to draw the line, right? Like, I don't really believe in unlimited free speech for really hateful people, right? I don't want to interact with people who are just spouting off racist comments online all the time. Like, I think that should be removed from the internet. We don't need to interact with that. We don't need to see that. But then sometimes other things uh, celebrities have said or done, I think it's not really a big deal, but they're getting canceled over that. Like, that's not really fair. Or sometimes what will happen is somebody will become famous and then some social media users will dig through all of their past Twitter to try and find something that they've tweeted from like, I don't know, five years ago or a decade ago that maybe even at the time wasn't really considered to be offensive. But now the culture has changed so quick that looking back on it, like, oh, that's offensive if they were to make the tweet today. But maybe a decade ago, it wasn't really, maybe it wasn't in good taste, but it wouldn't really be considered offensive. But then people are getting canceled over that. And that also brings up some interesting moral questions like, should people be canceled because of past opinions? Maybe they don't even think that way anymore. Maybe they were just like immature and stupid a decade ago, and they're being punished for that comment they made a long time ago. So I don't know. It's a complicated issue. It's really complicated. Um, And I mean, just coming back to the point you said before about, of course, there's some things that kind of all human beings could agree are not good that you shouldn't believe or you shouldn't feel you shouldn't say. I think there's most people would agree that there's things that we don't want to hear, we don't want to listen to. But then it comes back to this expression, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Because Mm -hmm. if you have, okay, but we don't want you to say these things, but we can say all of these things. So it comes back to this idea of free speech has to be free speech. And then it also comes back to that question I said right at the beginning, who decides what's offensive and what's not? Who decides? Because everybody has different things. I would be offended by something maybe that a comedian says that you wouldn't be offended by, Andrew, and and vice versa. So who decides? And like you said, each of these cases are so different. I'm thinking in particular of a a woman called Kathy Griffin, who's an American comedian who was cancelled, let's say, because she held up a severed head of Donald Trump in one of her videos or skits or whatever. As a prop, not the real head, right? As a prop, as a prop, as a prop, of course, as a prop. And um, she actually goes into detail. She's done a lot of interviews about this. I think she's even wrote a book about the how she was cancelled and all of the, the things that she lost and people just shut her out. And I mean, should she have been cancelled for that? Who knows? I mean, I, I'm not really sure that I know the answer to that or what I would would think about that. I don't know. As you said, it's so individual. Each case of this is very different. It's very hard to give a blanket. All of these people should be canceled for this, or nobody should be canceled if they say this. For me, it's, it just throws up so many different questions that I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. It's it's really it's a really hard topic for me to come to a conclusion on. And like you said about the past, should people be judged for things they say in the past that maybe they don't even believe anymore? Like you said, 
I do think that people's beliefs change and can adjust. And when we learn more things and when we experience more things, we change our ideas about things or we meet new people and we get a different perspective and we change our ideas about something that we we didn't know before. Do you think it's an effective thing to do, council culture? That's a great question. And I'm not exactly sure because as far as I know, sometimes it can actually have the opposite effect that the people who want somebody to be canceled, right? Like a celebrity says something offensive and there are people who are offended and those offended people want to get the celebrity canceled. That is the kind of the goal here, right? But in fact, sometimes that has the opposite effect. And we saw with the author, uh, J.K. Rowling, who wrote Harry Potter, she has been quote unquote canceled because of some comments that she made about women's rights and transgender rights. And because of that, she uh, received a ton of backlash online. And many people called for her to be boycotted and don't support JK Rowling. And there was a big controversy with her publishing company as well. However, in the end, her book sales increased dramatically. She saw a huge surge in book sales once this incident occurred. So really, we saw the opposite happen. The people who were offended by her comments wanted her to be canceled, but her supporters went out and supported her. And in fact, she probably made a lot of money <laughs> over this. There's that saying, like, all publicity is good publicity. She was in the news a lot over this, so maybe it actually helped her in the end. So who knows <laughs> if it's effective or not. Maybe in some circumstances it could be. I think definitely, you know, that distinction that we made before about criminals, I think that's good. Criminals should be punished according to the laws. So that's very clear. But uh, yeah, I don't know. What, what do you think, Anna? Do you think it's effective at achieving its goals? Cancel culture? It's just super, super messy. Honestly, I don't even know how to answer that question, Andrew, actually, um, whether I think it's effective or not. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm sure some people who have been cancelled um, would say that it's been very effective. And I think it can destroy people's people's lives. And is that a right thing or not? I really don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. I think it also maybe depends on how popular the celebrity is and how talented the celebrity is. We see, like, for example, the comedian Louis C.K. was canceled, but now he's kind of coming back and he's just doing his own thing. He's performing again at comedy clubs and he's releasing his own material directly to his website. So he has a lot of fans that still support him and don't really necessarily agree that what he did was worthy of him being cancelled. So he's making a comeback now. And we see that usually what happens is a celebrity will be cancelled. They'll go underground for three years, four years, and then they'll try and make a comeback. And many are successful, like things kind of calm down, people forget or reevaluate and maybe think, oh, what you said or what you did, was it really bad enough that I should just ignore your talent forever? Like, you know, these people are celebrities usually because they're talented, right? They're amazing actors or comedians or musicians. Like, is the offensive thing that you did so bad that I cannot enjoy your art again in the future? I mean, that's a question that everybody has to ask when it comes to each specific case. But many times celebrities are able to bounce back 
a few years down the road and and we've seen examples of that too so maybe that's just another <laughs> piece of evidence to say that cancel culture isn't really effective in the end i'm not sure I don't know. And I, I mean, there's also another argument as well, where it's like, look, if you don't like what somebody says, don't listen to them. Like, especially in the case of comedians, there's some comedians that I like, there's some comedians that I don't like. There's a lot of people that say that comedians operate in a space which needs to be protected because they are operating in a, an area or, or a zone which is, you know, making jokes. And part of that is pushing the limit and being offensive and yeah, if you don't like a comedian, don't listen to them. I mean, it's like when people walk out of comedians' shows, there's a really offensive um, <laughs> British comedian who some people find hilarious and some people find him absolutely just something really distasteful. Um, okay, if you don't like it, don't listen to it. Don't go to the shows. You know what you're going to get. So you know you're going to get offensive jokes. So just don't consume it, don't participate in it. So there's also that argument as well. There's just so many different points of view to, and I'm not saying whether I agree with that or not. I'm just trying to give some different perspectives or the way that people look at these things. So great topic, but I don't know if we've covered, if we've made any conclusions really, to be honest, but I think that is it. It's just a gray area. It's, it's difficult to come to a decision about it, in my case anyway. Everyone, I think we will wrap it up here for now. It was uh, an interesting conversation, Anna. Thank you for shedding some light on this issue for us. No, no problem. It's been really fascinating. I really, really enjoyed talking about it. So that's it for today, everyone. Thanks so much for listening and congratulations on making it to the end of the episode. Great job. You've heard what Andrew and I have to say about council culture, but now it's your turn to add to the conversation. Absolutely. So please let us know what you have to say by leaving a comment or posting on the discussion forum on our website, which is qlips.com. And I would especially be interested to hear listeners if there is a cancel culture in your country as well. We've talked about English speaking countries in the West, but around the world, different uh, countries. I'd be curious to know if cancel culture is a worldwide issue right now or if it is limited just to Western countries. So if you could let us know about your specific country, that would be awesome. Now, if you like QLips, we would really appreciate it if you could support us. And there are many ways to do that. You could tell your friends who are learning English to check us out, or you could follow us on Instagram. Just search for QLips English and you'll be able to find us. You could also subscribe to QLips on your favorite podcast app and leave us a positive review. Finally, you could become a QLips member. And for all the information about the benefits you get when you're a member, just visit our website, which is QLips.com. We'll be back very soon with another episode and we'll talk to you all again then. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.